555. That's Magic Finances. Features Margot the Magician. They're open Monday through Friday until 8 and Saturdays till 7. Check them out. That's Magic Financing. Call them today at 303-298-1155. Tell them you heard about it here at KUHSDenver.com. Also visit us at www.magicfinancing.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the council. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello, and boy, do we have an amazing show for you today. I can't wait to introduce you to my guest, and uh, you're going to be blown away. You're absolutely going to be blown away by what he has to share and the things about the law of attraction, which so many of us have heard about, but we really don't understand how to utilize it in our life, how to really access it. We've been so confused about the things that have been spoken about it. Here we have one of the foremost experts who's going to help us. But first, I want to thank KUHS Denver, uh, Henry, and everybody here at the radio station. We have some of the best programs out there to be listening to, some of the best VDJs uh, programs, helping you to enlighten and open up yourself to the different things that are out there, great music programs. We are broadcasting live here in Denver, Colorado. And we're the number one live streaming radio station here. And we are broadcasting across the nation and touching people all over the planet, all over the world. Right now, we've got people that are tuning in from Bangalore and South Africa, Monterey, uh, South Carolina, Morelos, France, Mexico City. Uh, we've got Montreal. So many places that are tuning in today. It's just incredible. And uh, the show wouldn't be possible without you tuning in every couple of weeks to the council to listen to uh, all the guests, amazing guests that we have been blessed to have on this show. I also want to let you know that I have a new book out. It's called Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. This is a self-help book for the soul. This is something that I, I strove deeply in my trying to understand the, the deeper meaningful uh, experiences of life, and meditating, of being able to understand what really governs us, what really holds us together. Is it, our, our, is it something deeper inside of us that makes us connect to not only ourselves, but to everything that's around us? And it's about this period called the Axial Age, which goes back to 900 BC, between 900 BC and 200 BC. And it's this amazing epic in human history where a lot of people are trying to answer the deeper questions about how to end suffering, about why violence was occurring in their world, and how could people get back to a harmony within themselves without being sucked into the horrors that they were witnessing. And there was this period of, of flowering that suffering was somehow a prerequisite to enlightenment, and that you had to kind of go through it in order to get to the other end. And, so you'll meet some of the people that were instrumental during this period from these different regions, from Asia, from India, from Israel, and from Greece, that really gave us the foundations for our religious traditions today. Socrates uh, and the philosophical rationalism that led to democracy and our Western civilization, uh, Ezekiel and being this movement towards monotheism, Lao Tzu, this idea of aligning yourself with the Tao and the balance, finding that simplicity and patience and harmony. And of course, the Buddha, who had uh, gone on this trek to understand the meaning of how to end suffering, 
what was the cause of it? And these four noble truths that he ended up coming up with. And so it's a simple book to help you to dive deeper into yourself. Because you can only master yourself. And these guys will help you. And uh, we're going to have more books like this in the future. But I want you to look at it. Meditations with Masters of the Axial Age. You can buy it on uh, storebookbaby.com. Uh, that's storebookbaby.com. Also, Amazon. You can buy it on Barnes & Noble, other places. It's available in ebook format. Also in print. I love it in print. Uh, and uh, anyway, so Meditations with Masters of the Actual Age. It's a great gift for Christmas and all the holidays coming up. So uh, look it up. Meditations with Masters of the Actual Age. Okay. <clears throat> Today's show is about the law of attraction, about boundless living. How do we get into that space? How do we, with all of the challenges that we have in our life, being able to master the forces that are around us so that we can start living a life that really reflects who we are and what we're about and our passions and our dreams and our hopes and the things that motivate us to becoming the, the people that we were meant to be? See, I believe we didn't come here just to suffer and just to work and, and pay bills, and, and that's it. I think we came here to grow. I think we came here to contribute. I think we came here to realize the potential that lies within us uh, in ways that maybe we haven't been able to access or to understand how to be able to access in a way that really allows that to flower, to blossom. And when I first heard about the law of attraction, I think I I was uh, it was uh, my ex girlfriend and I uh, it was back years ago so I think I guess it was like ten years ago and uh, well it had to be um, anyway we watched it and I was like what is this the secret you know the movie the secret and uh, and I was listening to Bob Proctor and of course our guest on the show today and others that were on there and uh, Joe Vitale and I'm thinking how what if I just master my thoughts. I'll be able to really bring in these things, and if I just do this, and I start, you know, following and giving clarity and all these things, so I tried it, and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted, and, you know, it made sense. There was a lot of insightful things on in the movie, and it really kind of started the ball rolling into this whole opening up to the deeper mysteries about life, and I can't say that I was you know, successful in everything and that I applied with the law of attraction. But it's, it, it perked my interest. And I think there was a lot of misinformation along the way and, uh, you know, being able to apply it, understand it. And so, you know, one of the, why I wanted to have Bob on today was to help us understand some of the deeper understandings so that we all can benefit from this amazing law that applies to all of us, every, every single one. So let me introduce you to you now my esteemed guest. His name is Bob Doyle. Uh, he is known to most as a law of attraction teacher, and he's been featured in the movie The Secret. He's an expert teacher who strongly believes in presenting the law of attraction in a clear and scientific manner. And Bob prioritizes the significance of creative self-expression, passion, and purpose. His main aim is to help people truly connect to what they love and to find their passion. And another goal of his is to help others start their journey towards using and understanding the law of attraction to manifest abundance and happiness in life. Bob has created the Wealth Beyond Reason program as well as Follow Your Passion, Find Your Power, Boundless Living. So many programs uh, outside of sharing his knowledge and expertise, 
Bob is also a music composer, photographer, and an author. His website is www.boundlessliving.com and www.wealthbeyondreason.com. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks, Charlie. It's great to be here. <laughs> well, uh, boy, you know, it's, uh, we had just an early uh, conversation prior to it, and uh, you, you actually opened up a new um, portal to this show by giving us onto this new Zoom platform where we could actually get your whole face and everything that's on the screen behind me. And so I want to thank you before we get started for helping out the council. Yeah, hey, you know. See, I'm, I'm here to facilitate more creative self-expression, just like you said in the intro. <laughs> uh, Bob, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the work that you're doing, a little bit about your background, and how you came to doing the work that you're doing today? Okay, yes, I'll try and make this as brief as possible. Um, but basically, my search for the law of attraction came from a series of unsatisfying career choices. I, I always knew I wanted to be in radio. I'm, I'm, I'm really a broadcaster at heart. Even today, I still do voiceover. I still do live stream shows. I, I am a broadcaster. However, my career and my money situation years ago was not that great. And I was trying to figure out why and I have to start this net business. I, I knew pretty early on that I wasn't a good employee because I just had my own ideas about things. I'm just one of those creative types who just likes things his way, right? And so I was always trying to create a career where I could just be me and do what I wanted. And when I got into radio after studying it and all that, going to school for it, I realized that, hey, yeah, there's this chain. you got to work your way up to being able to do whatever you want. And so I got impatient and left. and was like, okay, well, this isn't what I thought. And I jumped around from career to career. And while things weren't working, I started to try to figure out, well, why aren't things working? Like when I started a business, for example, an audio production business or a web design business, all of these things which I was qualified, qualified for, I knew how to do, and I did well, but I wasn't being successful. So I was like, why, if I'm taking all these tactical measures that should work, are they not working? And that's when I started to, to look for answers in a more sort of metaphysical arena. Like, you know, why isn't this working? There must be some other. That's not my upbringing. I'm not, you know, my mom's a school teacher. I'm skeptical, analytical by nature. So as much as I wanted to believe all of this stuff, I, it was, uh, it was, you know, it took, it took a while. And so to, to shortcut this journey, I finally, as I was searching, got across some information that talked about the, the quantum physics of this. Now I'm not a physicist and I'm not going to say that you need to understand the physics of it because you do not, you absolutely don't. But understanding that there is some physics to it helped me. My, what the, my biggest key distinction was that my, my thoughts about money, my beliefs about money and success were overriding what I was saying about what I wanted. That the energy that are my thoughts that have been wired into me and programmed into me since I was a wee lad, right? They're spinning, they're running, they're putting out energy, they're making me feel certain ways. Like every time I would say, I want this, I want that, I want my life to be this, there'd be some sort of inner reaction, right? Going, yeah, but, yeah. But, right? So when I learned about the energetic impact that yeah, but was having on my ability to create what I wanted, I started to get more intentional about where was I really putting my attention. Like, because I was running on autopilot like most people are. So when I started being more intentional, again, I'm having to compress a lot here to make this answer kind of short, and I started to see results, that's when I, that's when I started to take what I was learning and put it into a program. I knew how to do that because I, many of my, Failed business attempts were 
online marketing, creating online programs, doing audio things. Like I knew how to do it, but it wasn't jiving. But this time when I put it together and I was in alignment, I, you know, I knew what I was talking about. I believed what I was talking about. I saw results of what I was talking about. The program got legs and it took off. And uh, over the course of three years, it grew into this monster because I was interviewing all these people and I was just having all these, you know, putting a lot of information in there. That's when Rhonda Byrne, who created The Secret, found me. And then that's how I ended up in The Secret. And then it's kind of like act two began of my career. But that's basically how I got into teaching it. That's amazing. You know, and, and I think it's it's so interesting how you're talking about it. I, I know so many people, including myself, who understand the technical aspects of it, who, who are trying to work hard to try to put businesses together, putting things and uh, have that sense of ambition and wanting to to like take whatever gifts that they have, whatever charism that they is, the unique gift that has been given to every human being that only they have, and trying to be able to put that out in a way that benefits everybody. That is so that there's a sense of service, and you're being re being rewarded for the good that you do bring out, and you and you enlighten and you help people out to to build their life in a way that they didn't realize was possible. But there's that short circuit, you know, and re recognizing that right. the energy that you put into the thoughts and the things that you're coming with from that place, if you're not you're not imbuing it with that sense of worthiness and value and feeling and all those things, it can you can impede, sabotage yourself to being able to achieve those things. Right, and there's two levels where that's true. There's this energetic level, right, where we're talking about resistance and what's happening in that quantum level, but then there's just the practical level, right? Like, that, that's the thing about this conversation. The law of attraction got put into this woo-woo sort of thing, right? This magical thinking. All you got to do is think this, and then boom, this will appear. And so any, a lot of people who are just rational thinkers who appreciate science, they like, they're not even going to give it a second. I mean, it's just a joke. It's just a joke because of the way that it's being portrayed. And so, you know, I get all that. And, and, and the science piece, you know, helps. But it isn't absolutely necessary. But the point is, is like if you've got limiting beliefs about yourself uh, that are wired into you, because we have to talk about this programming, it is the main reason this stuff doesn't work. But you're not going to take the action that you need to take to get results in your life. So, you know, it's just it's, there's the energy that's actually resisting things, and then there's the action that you're not taking. There's the person you're not being that is in alignment with the person who, who needs to be. To, to have the life that you're envisioning. So there's many people are mostly chasing the wrong thing. They're yeah. going after the wrong things. They're getting really bogged down in this process of the law of trying to make the law of attraction work. Well, you know, and I think uh, you know, it, it's really important to understand how you're talking about action and being able to, to implement action from those feelings, those thoughts, those those impulses that you have. And you're right, you know, going into that sense of where, you know, I, when I first started, it was just, I'm going to visualize, and I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to see things, and I'm going to visualize my future, and I'm going to visualize the things that I want, and that's it, and it's just going to happen, because I'm just going to attract it, and, and I'm just going to come into my life, and I'm just going to sit, sit there and allow it all to happen, and nothing happened, <laughs> you know, nothing happened, it was like, yeah, maybe I had some nice things that came into my life, but sometimes I didn't have very good things that came into my life either. You know, and so I was like, yeah, this stuff's forget about it. And I'm one of those logical, rational people that I have to be able uh, to be able to see things. Okay, if I do this, then this happens, and it works. Then I begin to to have more confidence in it. Bob, yeah. could you tell us how how does the law of attraction work? What is this law of attraction, and how does it work? 
Okay, so the way that I talk about it is a lot different than a lot of people because that the, the whole personal development industry has packaged it up and made it this, hey, do this, this, this one, two, three kind of thing, right? And they'll say like attracts like, and they'll say all these little catchphrases, right, that, that, that are supposed to simplify it or get people engaged, but it actually just kind of confuses people because it's not really an accurate assessment of what we're talking about. So when I talk about the law of attraction, we start with the basic premise that everything in the universe is energy. I think that these days we can we don't have to spend too much time on that. Like we, we may not understand it all, but we know that it is true. Atoms, molecules, you, me, there's no separation. We truly are in this ocean of energy. And that's why, speaking of action, it's not us trying to get the universe to do something for it. We're not separate. We are creating, we're putting energy in motion by creating these thoughts and these feelings and literally sort of impressing, to use the words from the book, the, the classic book, uh, Science of Getting Rich, impressing the formless substance, which is energy, with our thoughts, this vision of who we want to be. When we do that, energy is literally in motion to move us into alignment with what we're envisioning. So, right, we're, ideally, we think it, and it happens. We are reality creation machines. We're here to have the experience that we are driven to have. There's so many, there's so many aspects of this, but the reason that it doesn't happen right away is we're wired to expect things to be hard, to expect things to take a long time. This is magical thinking. What do I have to do? How's it going to happen? I need to know all the answers. But the universe doesn't work that way. Man works that way. Our brain has been programmed to work that way, so we automatically complicate this whole process. And then the universe, and then the secret comes out. Everybody comes out with their programs. Everybody's got a different take, different steps. Da, 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 da. Now it's just mass confusion, right? People expect results overnight, or they expect them in a week, or they don't. They just don't know. And we've taken this whole. We it couldn't be simpler. We're here. We've got our imagination. We've got our passions. We're made of energy. We have thoughts, feelings, emotions. Everything we need to create our experience of reality. Mm -hmm. But the, the downside of that is our brain, is because the, the, the good news is our brain is 100% programmable and it can be changed. The bad news is we didn't know that growing up, and so we just let everybody program. We didn't evaluate anything. So now the neural pathways are solidified. They're in there. Now, they can be changed, but it, it takes a literal biological change. And to do that, now what we've been doing on autopilot our whole life, now we have to be intentional about it. Right, that takes persistence. That takes support. It takes a lot of stuff people don't want to spend the time doing. They want to buy their program, and if it doesn't work in a week, this is nonsense. I'm out of here. They're, they're throwing, they're just throwing out the science, the biology. Change takes time. Mm -hmm. Well, it does take time. So it, it, yeah, it does take time to be able to do that. You know, your body's constantly changing, and it is going to change. And I think you know, in some in every seven years, you have a completely different body. Uh, the cells that have been, billions of cells are dying right now, billions of cells are being uh, made all at the same time, and, and every cell in your body will be, have reproduced itself incredibly every seven years. I mean, you will be a completely different person. And dependent upon the thoughts that we think and the feelings and the emotions and the connections and the beliefs, all those things are going to impact that next version of your body and how it manifests itself and how it um, plays itself out in the in, in life. And so it's right. so important the beliefs that we have. And but programming, the thing that you're talking about programming, how do we get into start programming something that, you know, we 
we if we're dealing with a lot of stuff from our parents and our society and our culture and the things that we have been you know led to believe how do we start to to, to change that okay first of all we have to know why we want to change it it's not enough that we don't like what's happening that's the starting point but it doesn't define anything new it doesn't give us the vision to live into it doesn't create anything that's inspiring it's going to keep us moving in action when the discomfort comes from us changing our brain because it will right so we, we've got to first understand you know where are we going and who are we going to be because like i alluded to before who we're being right now has perfectly attracted our situation whatever it is if we want something different for ourselves we have to be a certain we have to be different we have to be a different person our actions will be different the way that we the, the meaning that we make out of our situations is all has to be different and that's going to come from changing our wiring literally refocusing the lens through which we see the world but we have to be inspired by that vision again none of this should have been necessary but we were born into a world full of skepticism, limiting belief, people wanting to control all this. But as a human being, the way that we're born, we're, we're born with, and we see it in children, unbridled creativity and joy and all of these things. It's not until we start telling them, here's who you need to be, that, that the problem starts. You put a kid in school and, and start to corral their, their, who they are, their expression of their passion, all this. No, you have to be like this, you have to be like this. Then the wiring starts to go, oh, okay, it's not okay to be me. Yep. So now I need to be this wire, wire, wire program, program. I get in trouble every time I talk. I get in trouble if I express. I get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. This is bad. It's bad to be me. It's bad to be me. I need to learn how to fit. There's no joy in that. And that's, as a coach, I deal all the time with adults who have gone down that path, right? They, they what happened? What happened? I, I knew what I, what happened? Is this all there is? Right? But it really comes down to simple, like, you just need to rewire this so that you can make different choices, have a different idea about yourself, and not constantly stop yourself. Because your wiring, slash, it shows up as your ego, right? Your identity. And your and your ego wants you to stay exactly who it knows it to be, right? It doesn't want change. It wants it to keep you safe. So the minute you say, no, I'm this now, it goes, Here, no, you're not. Here's a million reasons why. And it goes into that program, it goes into the wiring, and shows you every piece of evidence to support your negative thoughts. All the evidence that supports you can't do it, you tried and failed, everybody said this. It shows, it knows exactly what to say. So the key, to answer your question, is to learn how to get into observation mode. When that happens, when you have that reaction, if you can, if you can stop and go, that's just my wiring. That's just my wiring. I'm responding to you, this, the traffic, blah, 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 because I've learned to do that. Do I want to respond this way? Does this bring me joy? Is it empowering? No. How would I like to respond? That's where it starts. How would I like? And as you as you imagine the first time not getting ticked off at somebody who cuts you off in traffic, your brain's going to be like, what are you doing? This guy's a jerk. You just, he deserves, you, you should be mad. But the more you observe, you go, no, that's a choice, that's a choice, that's a choice. What would I rather choose? The wiring starts to change differently. This, the old wiring starts to get smaller. This is just how the brain works. And then the new wiring gets stronger. And then you get to a point one day where you can't even imagine how you thought the way you did. Because it's just, it's not how you're wired. Just as, as, un, as it may seem weird to feel abundant and joyous and healthy if you're not feeling that right now, it'll feel the same way looking back when your brain is different. Wow. wow, that's incredible. I mean, I, and you know what? It's so important that, you know, when I look at, at myself and just some of the things that you were saying about observing yourself, and if I'm observing myself, 
<clears throat> from times past. You know, the way I'm thinking today is a lot healthier, a lot more clear, a lot more open. And, you know, things that used to really upset me that would really, you know, get me aggravated or I don't, it doesn't have that same effect anymore. It's not having that impact. Am I moving through uh, layers and different layers of programming and things? You know, if I had been rejected in some way, for example, if I got rejected and by a, by a, a woman that I was interested in or something, I would take that so personal. I would take that. Sure. Oh my gosh! If there was something absolutely terrible about me, wrong, I'm not of value. Uh, I must be a horrible human being. Whatever it was, that my thoughts were. And it would take me down into a horrible place. And that was the programming that I had somehow picked up along the way. And I didn't esteem myself, Bob. I didn't esteem myself or my value as to just saying this is just a part of life. This has nothing to do with you. This is not about you. This has got something else. And so learning to no longer be influenced by the outside world and really getting in tune with myself. And I think, and let me, let me, let me point out another insidious thing that sure. people do not think about. And if they're honest, they're listening to our conversation right now. If they're honest with themselves, they might step into. You know, when we beat ourselves up and we just go on and on about ah oh, this, that, or whatever, we dwell, we just get in, we just get into. You know, when we're in our stuff, mm -hmm. our, we're producing chemicals like crazy in that moment. And as uncomfortable as it is, and as much. As we hate the situation, there's an addiction that we have to that. There's this sweet hideousness that we just get into. Yeah, I am so right about this. I am right that I suck. I am right that I'm useless. I am right. And that feels pretty good. But it's a horrible good to feel. But you still are addicted to it. People get addicted to angry, uh, anger. They get addicted to worry. They get addicted to all the fear. Because that's what they know. That's what is a familiar chemical. They don't know what it's like to be addicted to a feelings of abundance and joy and choices right because they haven't even tried it on because right now it's so uncomfortable to even consider that's just not who i am they will say <laughs> i'm just not look i'm not a, i'm not a person who smiles i'm just not one of those people right you're not right now would you like to be would it be better if you were and you just for a few minutes try to imagine it's gonna be uncomfortable yeah because yeah. you're more, what, but, but just try it on and imagine a life of you being this and like what is this thing you complain about in the office every freaking day we have to hear it what if instead of complaining you could find a different way to be about it? how would that be what if you felt empowered all of this stuff this is a lot to ask people to do by the way charlie i know this, <laughs> this is, and most people they 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 won't they want it to be easier but you still you're always going to be up against this every program every it doesn't matter what program you read what event you go to who you listen but the guru it doesn't matter if you don't change this and your ability to receive this information, allow it to be in your life, it's not going to work. So it's going to take that consistency. But again, the thing that drives us the most is, is, is inspiration. That's another thing we've been built in with. Like, that we see a vision that goes, oh, that has to happen. When we can create a vision for ourselves that's not just bigger than ourselves, and we can answer, why must we do this? Then we're getting there. Mm -hmm. well, and we're just like, oh, I'm tired of being in debt. I'm tired of being this. That's not, that's not enough. <laughs> that's not enough. And, you know, it's, it's that, that freedom of being able to imagine. You know, and, and then we were talking about children earlier, about how free they are to be just themselves, and it creates, and they move, and, and they can see, you know, that whole world and that freedom. And there's a sense of real confidence. Uh, you know, my nephew, he's got, he's, he's an he's a amazing kid. And he's got such, a, a, like, self-confidence. He'll wear costumes. He's going to 
to be a, a, a unicorn this year. He just really knows himself, but he allows himself to be free in the world that he's in. And, you know, I think what I noticed so much about him is he just has this, he's so loved, and he loves in a way that he just knows who he is as a young kid. And I think something about, about the secret of attraction that I think is so important that people don't recognize is that you really got to love yourself. And that's not in the like woo-woo sense. It's about being being connected to who you are. Be, not stop pretending to be somebody that you're not, and be completely who you are. Own who you are. You're enough. It's okay. Just be you. Stop trying to live up to other people's expectations. Stop trying to do those things. Is that a key element, Bob, in the law of attraction? Well, it is. A, it is a key element. Obviously, look. There's so many ways that we can look at this. If you don't. Before I say this, I want to make a very strong caveat. None of this has to do with deserving anything. And I'll talk about that in a second, but people believe it does. And because they believe it does, if they don't love themselves, if they don't like themselves, why would they allow themselves to get into alignment with something that's great? If they don't feel like they deserve it, I'm not good enough for it, well, then they're pushing it away all the time. You absolutely must love and celebrate yourself. If you're going to get the best, you'll attract some stuff, but only to the extent that you absolutely, truly know in your mind that you deserve it. But one of the things that I'm saying to people all the time is the fact that you exist is all that you need. No, deserving doesn't enter into it. Let me go back to the basic, a basic tenet of, again, the science of getting rich, that we are here to have this experience. We're a part of this creative ocean of energy. We're a part of everything that is, right? All that is. The, the universe is in infinitely expanding it's all about expansion it's all about life 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 expansion more and more and more increase 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 we're the ones who have created this idea of limitation and all of this other stuff but but we are a physical expression of this energy that is the universe and we've been given all these amazing wonderful senses the five that we talk about some of the other ones that give us this we don't know but we're experiencing this ocean of energy in a very unique way the universe being us is, is experiencing it. We're not, not just our experience, but everybody's. So, so obviously it wants good, 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 good. It wants expansion because that's what it's about. So this whole idea that we shouldn't have or we're not good enough is completely contrary to everything we know about the universe. It's a BS concept that we came up with as humans. And, and it is making it real for ourselves, even though there's no universal truth about limitation. But there, we, we are... We are un, in an unlimited and abundant way creating our limitation. That's amazing. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, even my mind keeps going while you're talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to limit myself in these ways. And you're right. I've, I've you know, been able to ground yourself into recognition of how much you have been your own saboteur, how much you have been the one who's kept you from being able to and, and just – you have one hiccup, you know, like a lot of people used to tell me, Bob, you attract what you are. And then I said, all right, I'm attracting who I am. Okay, this is what I am. And this is where my problem was every time that I would, you know, start understanding these laws because I read uh, The Science of Getting Rich and that was a fantastic book. And I, and I, but I didn't understand how to, to work it. And so I'd start noticing some things. And then I said, all right, you're, you're attract what you are. The universe is expanding. Everything is good. And I'm going to keep bringing that in. And it wasn't always the case for me. <laughs> so I started to kind of lose faith in it. Because, in fact, I started to yeah. attract the opposite of what I believed I was putting out there. 
I put out kind and honest and faithful. What happens if, you if you're putting out kind and you attract me? What if you're honest and you attract liars? What if you're loyal and you attract cheaters? So here, here is the, the issue with that equation. I know that you, you may be talking about your own personal experience yeah. and then hypothetically others. The problem with hypothetical questions when it comes to the law of attraction is that you can't, can't answer them because every single person has their own wiring issues, their own resistance, their own whatever. So you can tell me all day that you put out this and put out that and put out that, but without me asking you some other questions about mm -hmm. what's really going on deep within, you know, I won't know how to coach. I won't be able to say, well, here's why. I mean, you know, I have, that's what coaching's for is, is to be able to ask the questions to find out why you're doing it. Because I was too. I was putting, I was outside, I was doing this, but inside, when I wasn't even aware, I had to be shown what I was thinking. I had to be shown what my, there's a difference too, huge, between beliefs and knowing. When you know something, I, I, that's a much stronger energy than a belief. You know, people believe in a lot of things, but it's kind of like, mm, knowing is knowing. You know, and when you know, then that that cha that changes so much of your wiring, like right away. And and then when you like, if you know that all you need to do is impress the formless substance with the and it's, and the the energy conspires, you know, it, it's coming. When you know it's coming, you don't worry about when. You don't worry about how. You don't worry about it. You don't think about it because you know it's coming. And that alone will speed speed it up because you're not sitting there looking for it and saying it's not here. It's not here. Thus impressing. That it's not here. That's what people do. They want it when they want it. If it's not there, then they start noticing its absence. And now, what are you telling the universe? It's not here. You just changed the whole conversation. Your 10 minutes or 30 minutes of visualization just thrown out the window because the other 23 and a half hours of the day, you're going, it's not here. It's not here. It's not here. People don't want to take responsibility for that part. <laughs> and that's why I see that's the whole thing about the industry in general, personal development in general. People set aside their little time for it, and then they spend the rest of their day with their old thinking, thinking that that two hours in a seminar of a weekend is going to change everything. Unless you consistently send this new messages and a new vision, your, your old wiring is going to take over. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. People make themselves wrong. I should know that. And, they, and that just, again, that just adds another layer of mud you got to walk through because you're making yourself wrong mm -hmm. because it's not showing up on this timeline that your ego has created. Well, and, uh, you know, you're right about that. I, I found that uh, <laughs> it is not something that you uh, you can just visualize and then complain. Well, it's not here. Not, it's not here now. Oh, it's never going to come. This is all this is all bullshit. You know, this is forget about it. Um, and I, and I am guilty of that. I know that, and about myself, and so and have had that, and have had to work through that in my own way. Um, I've also had those experiences of of, of drawing in those. That, that energy of those those things that I described. And I came to the conclusion that sometimes your people are drawn to you in those ways because you have what they need. You have something inside of you that they're that they're attracted to, but you don't yet know how to be able to manage it yet. So you're gonna be drawn into that. No? Okay. I let me I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that part of the question about the why are these people showing up. Yeah. What's happening really is people are showing up and they're doing something. You are responding and going, that irritates me. That is negative. They are a negative person. You are in the moment taking this event of them doing, saying, whatever, that we, society would probably all agree is negative. And you've agreed with society and taken on the emotion of negativity by choice, even though it doesn't feel like a choice. Mm -hmm. These are negative people. These are negative situations, right? 
we need to say we need to if we can take responsibility for how we're interpreting this that is a huge step right because another person could be in the exact same situation and not be triggered the way you are sure. they could see an opportunity oh here's a negative person here's an opportunity for me to help somebody there's a million different ways we could interpret it we go back to our standard wiring but that's what we will always do if we are not conscious of it when it comes down to it our emotional responses are in large part a choice they don't feel like it because it is so much autopilot meaning that if you be conscious and with intention and knowing why you're doing it you can reframe just about any situation take some creativity because we're not wired to do it but if we do get wired to do it life becomes a, a lot more fun i mean because you can take situations that would normally irritate you and laugh at them literally because you can you can just change the wiring around it yeah uh, bob you know what you're talking about the, you know a lot of the rewiring and i guess this has kind of been uh, how long does it take for someone to learn to be able to rewire something because i know in uh, like uh, you know dr joe dispenza's work and, and others where they talk about uh, once you do something new, once you learn something new, uh, your brain starts to rewire itself together. And then it's the repetition, repetition, repetition of those things that enables that new uh, branch or link or whatever it is to finally connect yeah. and to start becoming a new way of being, new way of feeling, new way of experience. How long does it take for us to rewire those things? Or, and, and could you explain a little bit more some of the science because I'm really interested in it, and I think well, it could really, really help the people who are tuning in right now. I'm going to tell you that Joe Dispenza is way more qualified to talk about all that than I am. That's not my, I mean, I'm not a brain scientist either. I, I'm telling you what, you know, the basic stuff. And this is this is one of the reasons that I'm sort of re-emerging and being passionate about this message of simplicity. Because I myself build the marketplace with so much science mm -hmm. and so many different ways to look at it that I think people just got bogged down. If I tell you a time, which I wouldn't know because I'm going to guess it's different for everybody because it could be interrupted, you know, then people are going to say, okay, well, this should take this long. And then if it doesn't, they're going to go, I'm broken. <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. Nobody's broken. Everybody's working just fine. We just need to change how we're processing information and stuff you know and i think that it, the inspiration how inspired you are is going to impact that because you know people can get rewired in an instant if it's traumatic enough you know if something freaking horrible and terrifying happens in front of you your brain's going to rewire like in, in an instant right so if, if your emotion is strong enough if your drive is strong enough i would i would surmise and joe could back me up or not or change it but but that your the, the pathways are going to grow faster because it's just more charged and there's less going over here to this other side. So again, it's going to be very. But again, I don't want people to get hung up on that. As soon as they start thinking, how long is this going to take? The the, the analytical mind pops in and they're they're assessing and comparing, and that is what man does, and it slows everything down. And I think you brought something too that uh, you know a lot of it's one of the. Uh, Purposes of the council is to help people who have experienced trauma, uh, whether it's veterans or people who child abuse, uh, uh, people who have been emotionally and psychologically abusive relationships, uh, right? All, all those people who have experienced that one, like you talked about, one moment that can change and rewire re your brain in an instant. And for those people, how many, you know, who have experienced so much uh, tragedy in their life and trauma, um, what what words of, um, I guess, wisdom, encouragement could you give them so that they can say, you know, 
yeah, I'm in a tough spot right now. How can I get the, the law of attraction to work for me? What incremental steps can I take uh, so that I don't get scared by it because my whole wiring has been, you know, violated? Absolutely. Well, for those people, I'm going to say absolutely you got to find some kind of support system. Whether you're getting a coach or in a group, in a group or, or something, you need somebody who can be a stand for you. If you've got that kind of trauma, then just learning about this stuff and trying stuff out on your own is probably not going to work. And and it could, you know, not it could be not great, right? When you're talking about that kind of trauma, if something gets unleashed and you don't have somebody there to manage that. You know, that's that's not necessarily great. But there are great uh, release techniques. I'm sure you talk to people about like EFT and those types of things, emotional freedom techniques for releasing that kind of trauma in a more controlled and deliberate way. I'm a big fan of all of those techniques. Um, I my my caution for some people, not the PTSD people, but the average person seems to get really addicted to these things. Like they get they now they're fixated on, am I doing EFT right? Oh, right. You know, it's like that that over assessment of all these different things they have to do when it's really so simple that's why i keep going back to the science of getting rich just just to tell you so you know i've been teaching this stuff 20 years the way i've been doing it lots of science all the intricacies trying to get the logical mind to, to say this is a thing about a year ago i picked up science of getting rich again i hadn't read it in 20 years or whatever and when i originally read it, it was like okay yeah i get it whatever but I, that was the extent of it. I wanted to talk about science. I wanted to do all this. Well, last year I read it, and I think because of the years of teaching at the science, it landed in a whole new way. I understood the beauty of the simplicity. And like, wow, it is really is all we need to know. I mean, it may not be super easy for people because of the wiring, but just doing this exactly as it's written. It says right in the preface. This is not, basically it says this is not something to try and figure out. Just do exactly what it says. And we, in the 21st century, we're going, well, that was written 100 years ago. I'm sure he meant this, he meant this, that doesn't apply here. And we're trying to fix it, you know, so it makes sense to us. And I'm saying from personal experience, stop thinking about it. Just do it. Get clear on who you want to be, create that vision, and do everything it says in the book. And so, you know, what I'm, I give away the book now, and I have, program this is chapter by chapter deep dive because I think people are they're trying to overcomplicate it so really it, it, it's interesting the approach I'm taking is to really analyze it to simplify it to say you don't overcomplicate these chapters don't comp overcomplicate all of this stuff just do this well, you know, and uh, I think it's right. And I love your approach, Bob. And, you know, simplifying is, for me, for a guy like me who needs to be able, you know, if you get too complicated on things, uh, it, it disperses my energy in too many different directions. And then I think i got to do something over here, and then i got this over here, and i got this over here. And I'm, I'm playing staccato notes, not a whole note. I'm not putting all of that effort into, like, a whole vision because I'm playing, a, you know, I'm playing the xylophone over here, I'm playing the piano over here, I'm playing the drums over here, and, I'm, and it's like I've, I've, I've de depleted my resources, and then I'm frustrated. And so I love how you're, how you're bringing people to simplify it and, and focus. I believe that's what I'm getting. It, 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 yes, that's, that's the idea, because we're the only species, creature, life form, whatever that we know of that complicates shit like this. <laughs> Everything else in the universe is just effortless growth, effortless growth, expansion, effortless growth. We have this ability to be conscious about what we experience and we screwed it all up by complicating it. You know, and look, we personally didn't do it. It was society.
society a zillion years ago. Somebody said, I don't want people to have that level of control or creativity or whatever. And so we're going to start teaching limitation or we're going to, and now here we are thousands of years later dealing with all this, just generations and generations of wiring. But, it, but we can see evidence of like, there are people in the world who raise their children without that limitation, who let their children explore, not go crazy, but you know, they, they, they cultivate those passions. And we see those children out in the world doing amazing things, right? That, that they have been able to develop their gifts from birth, or not, not after high, they graduate high school and then they start, or graduate college, then they start contributing to the world. Everybody has a contribution to make right away, but if you cram them in a the classroom all day and say, you gotta learn this like this, and don't do that thing you love, right? And now they're 18, they've forgotten they love it, or they, it hurts to think about that they love. That's the thing. You know, I used to love to do this, but now I just, I used to love this thing, but now I don't sing anymore. You can sing, no, no, I can't, because somebody somewhere in third grade said, ah, you can't, or whatever. Wiring got it, and it's just wiring. So I just want to tell people, no matter what you think, no matter what belief you have about your limitation, no matter what evidence you can point to, you can change it. And it all just starts here. You got to change the way, the meaning that you're making about your life, and your brain is the—that's where it happens. Mm -hmm. And the wiring is it. So let's change it. And where are we going to change it to? Well, let's define that, right? How does it work? Read this book. It shows you. And if you want more, I'll explain it deeper if you want. You know, it's—it's it's like. It, it's it's frustrating as a teacher who's passionate about this stuff. Yeah. I do, even though, like I said at the beginning, I'm up to lots of different things in my life. This isn't the only thing I do. But I am passionate about it because my my journey through this was driven by my own desire to express myself creatively, right? And then when I couldn't do that, and I think it's true for everybody, we start to feel a little dead inside. That's when the worry kicks in, the depression kicks in, when we aren't expressing, when we know there's more to our life. And we're not doing it for whatever reasons. We might be blaming everybody else. We might be beating ourselves up for it. But for whatever reason, we're not expressing that. Then we're feeling dead inside because we're not doing what we're here to do. Yeah. No, I get it, Bob. You're, you're right. When I, whenever I'm not creating, you know, I, I, I love acting. That's one of my – when I'm not doing a, this show and I'm not working with teaching classes with parents and helping them to work through divorce and help to set up parenting plans for their kids, or <clears throat> I'm not uh, working with uh, others to, to, in service to help them to overcome some of their traumatic uh, experiences. I love to act, but I love to perform. I love to be on stage. And, uh, and when I'm not doing that, I'm not feeding that part of my soul, I get angry. I get depressed. I start wondering and, and sad and those things. And, you know, it's so important to be able to know what it is that uh, makes your soul sing, what makes what lightens that up. And honor it. And honor it. And stop giving, stop giving yourself any excuse. I mean, look, most of the time they're hearing other people. When people don't do something they love to do, they're mostly hearing somebody else's voice, some voice from the past, an echo of something. They may have put their voice to it now and tell themselves they're not good enough. But somebody somewhere said something to suggest that at an impressionable time. I, I personally experienced this in music is one of my things. It's like when I grew up, I, I, I write a lot of music. I, I used to write a lot more. But there were some key times in my life when somebody made a comment about something, whether there was a singing thing I did or a piano thing I did or whatever, that in, in the moment that they said it, I didn't need to hear it that way, right? And I, and I made it mean something. Mm -hmm. And for literally years, I didn't sing at all just because of one weird comment my mom made, right? Or I, didn't, or I stopped sharing music with people because of the one comment somebody made. You know, it's like, well, fine, I'll just keep it myself, that kind of stuff, right? But none of it has any 
anything that anybody says up to you about anything is them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's them. And, and, yeah. and, and truly, that's what we really need to understand. If somebody tells you you can't do something, that's about them. 100%. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean that they can't do it. It just means that their belief about you is, or they're not comfortable with you succeeding. There's a million reasons, but it's always about them and their meaning that they're making about the situation. Yeah. You don't have any control over it. And there's no sense in arguing your point. It's just like, you know, just be you. And you'll attract the people that you need to support you being you. But if you try to live in both worlds, like keeping all these people happy, like you said at the beginning, living into other people's expectations was just horrifying. It's a horrifying way to live. You're just sacrificing your whole life. You know, anyway, you get the idea. You're going to, while you sacrifice your whole life, and you're becoming a martyr for other people, and you're living for their expectations of what they want for you for their life. And it's not even grounded in, in the true essence of who you are and what you're about and what you came to experience. I mean, you want to experience who you are. You, you know? yeah, but your wire is telling you that this is the right thing to do. Right. Just right. Be nice. Be kind. You just, just let, you know, make everybody else comfortable. That's right. a, you're a good person. <laughs> I know way too many people like that, right? And, and, and it's like they can't get their value out. It's right. unappreciated. They have no sense of self. It's just like, well, I'm, see, I'm, it's fine. Things are fine. <laughs> and that's how people, people live their lives. <laughs> that is so true. And, uh, you know, and we all have to find it. We all, and it's really, you know, for me, it's uh, just understanding uh, your own nature and why you're here and being able to say, you know what, with clarity and confidence and, and that this is who I am, this is what I'm about, and this is what I'm going to do. And just enjoying that, enjoying the ride as you go through that and being able to utilize the law of attraction as you're describing it in a way that helps to facilitate that man- those manifestations that are going to come in because you're coming from a true sense of who you are and what you're all about. Two things. Yeah. One, the thing, one, one of the things, that, oh, I don't forget the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one is, and you said it, and so many people, it was like that, be who you're here to be or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people are on this never-ending search for who am I? Who am I supposed to be? And it's, it, the deal is this. You get to choose. Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Everything can be rewired. Everything can, can mold. You can be whoever you want. Now, will it have fallout with your community, the people around you, if you radically change? Yeah, okay. But is it worth it? Will you have a happier life when you attract the people who support that way of being? Yeah. So go through it, do whatever, and try not to make it mean too much. Oh my God, my relationships are falling away. It's a terrible thing. If it's, you say it's a terrible thing, but these people are holding you back from living your life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's really just that whole again being able to get into observation. And the other thing you said about the law of attraction is, ideally, we don't need to even thinking about the law of attraction that it, how it works, any of it. As long as we're just sitting here going, this is who I am, this is what I want, and we're just letting it happen, we don't need to be thinking about what is this called, where did it come from, what move, you know, any of it, because we're not supposed to. We're born with it naturally. We're not supposed to have to go to all this, all these lengths to get the most natural thing about us, and that is that we're creating our reality. We're doing it right now. Yeah. You know, what, whatever you're whatever you're experiencing right now is the result of yesterday's thoughts and feelings, not yesterday's you know, and so if you want something different now, start right now and hold that thought. And know that the evidence around you may take a little bit of time to shift. Meanwhile, you can reinterpret, you can, but depending on where you are and where you're going, support, 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 
support, support, support. And, and you're right about it. And I just it just came to my mind uh, when you're talking about creating a reality. I mean, that's a big thing, you know. And that's a that's a huge, huge, like mystical truth that people and we're trying to figure out, navigate our way through that. How much of being able to create our reality and the thoughts that we have is predicated on the quality of our choices? Is it important to have good choices? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to have choice. You got to make choices to serve who you want to be. Right. I mean, what when you just define who am I? Who do I want to be? And you come up against a, a you're at a fork in the road, and you say, well, what would this person choose? What would what would this ideal me choose in this? I know what the old person would choose, or choose running away, or choose making an excuse, or choose blaming that person. What would this person choose to do? Take responsibility, take action, do something, you know, those types of things. So, yeah, it, it is about choice. It's about choice, choosing how are you going to feel about something? What meaning am I going to make? Am I going to go on autopilot, or am I going to be intentional? No, and that's true. And, and, you know, and when you become conscious of those things, when you become consciously aware and you really can choose how you respond and react to things. And some of the things are not the things that you like. Some of the things are, are going to be, you know, are going to be uncomfortable things. They're going to be, somebody maybe say something very hurtful to you, but how you respond to it changes how you react to things, and it creates a better reality for you. And, and without those things coming up, like you were talking about, how am I going to, all these negative people, yeah. right? I mean, they're going to show up so that you have the opportunity to change your thought about them. Yeah. Like, keep showing up, keep showing up until you, and it's not the universe. I just, I want to say this too. It's not the universe trying to teach you a lesson. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't buy into this. The universe is deciding, choosing, judging, helping any, any, uh, the universe doesn't want that for me. What a crock of shit. It's you. You're the one who feels like you have to pass some kind of freaking test. You're creating all of these circumstances. You're doing all of it. If there's no other entity going, hmm, what can I throw out of a test tip? That's nonsense. That's storybook crap. <laughs> is, if, we, if we've got, if we're having a challenge, we're bringing, it's, it's just, it's, it's all about our, our opportunity to choose different thoughts so that we can rewire our brain and live in what we want. Well, brilliant. It doesn't have to be so freaking mystical and weird. <laughs> I love your straightforward approach, Bob. I mean, it's fantastic. It's clear, it's concise. And you, you lay it on the line like for people to be able to understand it in a way that really grabs it and it's honest. And it's authentic and it's raw. It's real. I really appreciate it, Bob. Well, thanks. Because I, I you know, the, the industry is maddening to me. And, and I wasn't, like I said at the beginning, I, I stumbled into the personal development industry, right? This wasn't some lifelong aspiration or anything. I wanted to be a radio guy. <laughs> so, you know, I bring that to this. And I got into the industry, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing it from the inside out. I'm going, some of this I'm not into at all. This is not why I'm here. But I am still wanting to get my message out. And the secret happened, and now I'm like, damn it. Like, there's no, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in that movie, and so the people are going to put me in that industry. But I had to make a decision, like, a, a year or two after the secret, like, who am I going to be? Am I going to be, like, who they expect me to be? like Jack and Bob and all the others, mm -hmm. or am I going to be Bob Doyle with all my weirdness and crazy crap and do all this, and I, I have to be Bob Doyle. Otherwise, I get no joy out of this whatsoever, right? So it's, it's been an interesting journey, you know, to, to, to go through the career and find my way in it and then, and then come right back around to these basics and picking up one of the first books I ever picked up on and go, look at this, this is right here the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's fantastic, Bob. 
we're coming close. I can't believe how fast these, these, this conversation, this interview went. It's just amazing. It uh, flies by. Could you share with, uh, with the audience uh, your programs, what your, uh, what your focus is right now? I know it's, uh, you know, I have mentioned uh, Boundless Living and .com. And I want people to know how to be able to get in touch with you, how to be able to reach out to you to find your work. Uh, to be able to work with you. I mean, I can't recommend the view high enough. I mean, just what you've been speaking about today, it uh, resonates. And so please share, uh, you know, what you're doing and, and where you want people to meet you online. Great. Okay. Because of what we've been talking about, the wiring and the signs of getting rich, what I would really love to do is to get this book in people's hands again. And, and look, signs of getting rich is in the public domain. It's been in the public domain. You get it just just about anywhere, but I do have my own version that you can download. It's got a forward by me, and each chapter has a link that goes to a video that describes the chapter in depth. Now, you get all the chapters if you buy the program, but what I want to at least do is get people the book and, and, and a sample module from the video, from the course, so they can see, okay, this is what he's talking about when he goes deep dive. Do I want also? It's not an expensive program or anything like that, but it's just like some people are just tired of buying programs. I get it. I'm tired of creating them. But, but I do, this I feel is like, this is what I really want people to know, right? So if they go to meetbobdoyle.com slash rich, as in the science of getting, meetbobdoyle.com slash rich, they can download the book and get a sample thing. And I just really would like them to, if they've read it before, if they've read it a million times, whatever, I invite them again to go back and look at it and read it exactly as it's written. Don't try and read anything weird into it and just try it. But you gotta commit. I that when I got when I picked up the book, it became a daily thing. Five AM, wake up, go to the bathroom, read this book, underline, get aha moments. There's tons of aha moments every time you read it. If you're not willing to do the you know, to, to do what's necessary to rewire, then don't expect results. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is if you read this book, make it a practice. It's worth it, guys, to have a life you freaking want. So <laughs> just, it's reading. It's not hard. And the fun part is you get to imagine your life. It's, it should be great fun, right? So I would invite you to check that out and, and check out the video and see if, if you want to dive deeper. The other way is just if you just back off that slash rich and just go meetbobdoyle.com, you'll get it more Bob Doyle than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> It talks about everything I do. There's a zillion ways to reach. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to get the book. Uh, I'm going to reread it because I love it. And uh, what you have shared today, you know, we do deserve to live, to live the life we want. You know, and there's nothing better than being able to, to do that. And when you're uh, when you have an opportunity like this, you got to grasp it. You got to take it. And I recommend everybody who's tuning in and listening to uh, to take advantage of this. It's a, it's a wonderful golden opportunity. Bob, do you think, real quickly, we've got uh, just a couple minutes. Uh, you think we're afraid of being our most powerful and successful selves, our, our most successful version of ourselves, and why? I, I do think that a lot, I think that a lot of people reach that because they're afraid they won't maintain it. Mm. Like they'll get there and then they'll go. But again, that's just the wiring kick in, kicking in. They haven't been that, haven't been that, haven't been that. So when they think about doing it. Their other wiring goes, yeah, but you're not that. So it's it's hard to like, what if I lose it? What will people think? There there is some of that for sure. Um, but again, that's because they haven't fully fleshed out the vision. They need to vision the whole thing. Like 
like being that and loving it, like not hating it, not dreading it, not being scared of like, what would the person be who was successful and loved it? Like you just, oh, that's it. It's a simple thing. Well, like, okay, I'm scared of it now. What if I wasn't scared? What would that look like? Just put it. It's just, just playing. What if I wasn't scared? Right? And then that starts the one. I think the that's process. fantastic. What if I wasn't scared? What if I wasn't scared to live my own life? What if I wasn't scared and worried about what other people were thinking? What would I be able to do? What if I really felt enough? What if I felt like I was enough? And because of I'm because I'm here, I'm worthy of having whatever it is that I want to be able. As long as I'm not hurting anybody, my God, why not? And it's just brilliant, brilliant, not to be afraid to live your life. Folks, we are closing out the show. We've got uh, just a one minute left. Uh, I want to thank KUHS Denver.com again for hosting the show, this platform. Thank you, Henry, in the studio over there. Can't do it without you, Henry. Uh, appreciate it every week, every couple weeks you're there. And all the people here at KUHS, uh, they've got some fantastic, heartfelt, genuine people that are, that are creative and giving you the best that they have. Please tune in to the other shows that are here on KUHS. Uh, we are broadcasting here in Denver, all across the nation, all across the world. Just letting you know, we've had people in, uh, uh, I can't even pronounce that name, in India, in uh, Ecuador, Reno, Kumanantato, uh, Apodaca, there's so many places. Uh, it's uh, so amazing, folks. Thank you for tuning in from all these places. Bob? Thank you so much for being on the show. I always, always ask my uh, my guests one last question before we close down. Um, if you could give one piece of advice, Bob, one bit of wisdom from your life experience, what would it be? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a reiteration of what I just said, but it, it, it is. If there's one thing I want you to focus on before anything else, it's who do you want to be. Now, what do you want to have? Now, what problem do you want to solve? Now, because a lot of times that who do I want to be will inform all of that. A lot of times people go, oh, I want the car, I want this, I want that. They haven't even taken the time to, to decide who they want to be. Because maybe that person doesn't need all that stuff or more. Maybe they need more. But the point is, like, get clear on this first. Then you know you're attracting appropriately. Fantastic. I love it. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? That's the whole, that's one of the big missions of the council, who do you want to be? And to imbue you with hope and inspiration and, and energy to be able to value your life and who you are and to give you every every tool that I can find and every guest that I can find to give you back to yourselves. Bob, thank you so much. You know, it's been a great, it's been an honor having you, sir, uh, being on thank here. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Folks, we will be back in two weeks. Another great guest that's going to be coming on the show. We're going to be talking about her films and the things that she's putting out there into the world. Thank you for tuning into the council. The council is adjourned. May you be well. May you be free of pain and suffering. And may you all be whole. God bless, folks. See you in two weeks.
K-U-H-N.